Welcome to the Better Together Life podcast. This is the podcast for the suburban family who wants to quit the rat race and return to the land. Okay, babe, are you ready for this super, this is an intense conversation because it, it, we've never thought that we would ever have this conversation of buying this type of expensive thing. I don't know if I'm ready for the conversation to be had with the world, but it is nice to do it in a way where like we've kind of hashed out most of this and then doing it right here on a podcast feels a little bit less scary. So maybe it's really more just the conversation, right? We're not really, we're not making the decision yet, but this is one of the biggest purchases that we've ever had to make for our homestead. And that's like, it's a very grown-up thing we've got to do here. So today's episode is all about tractors. We've got two we wanna feature for you, kind of pros and cons of each, and why a tractor would even be useful or maybe not necessary, depending on where you live, and then which tractors specifically we're looking at today. And now it's time for What's New on the Homestead. I feel like things are starting to get kind of slightly calmer. We're getting some order in. These little birds are growing up. The meat chickens that are going to be going here in a couple of weeks, we have all of the pullets that are growing up. They're soon going to be going into tractors and the ducks going into a tractor from where they are now and then we're going to upgrade the current lavenders and uh the your blue poultry palette the lavender what's a gray poultry palette they're going to be uh upgrading to integrate into the our, our new layers the biggest thing for me is we got to figure out these pigs <laughs> I don't think that's the biggest thing. I think they're all big. We have hit menagerie level at our homestead. Like, there's a whole lot of birds here. There are pigs, but they have to be separated. There, There's a lot going on, and we're considering new puppies for when we move our birds. You so, just dropped that. I mean, it's not happening yet, but that is like a what's happening. The biggest thing I think is happening right now on the homestead is consolidating these birds into what we're calling the summer home. This is going to be our summer poultry home. And we're creating a new fenced off area in the front part of the property, right off the entrance. And that's going to be a big deal because right now we do have so many stations of birds. We've got this brooding shed for all the little birds that come in. So our ducks are in there right now. We've got some Polish in there, some barred rock, all these little chicks that are just not ready to go out yet. Then we have another section where all of our birds should be, right? All of our all of our teenagers, all of our laying hens should be out in this second section. That should be it. We should even be able to put our growers back there. But because it's further away and we're a little bit protective of our meat birds, they're in another section. And then the OG hens who we got our original 
incubated eggs have rejected all other birds and they've gone rogue. So we've got one, two, three, four places where we have birds. It is just out of control. It is like herding cats. We need all the cats in one spot. So that's the summer the summer project. I think that's the big thing. And I know the pigs are a big deal too, but they're just such a puzzle. I don't even know how to think about it. So that's what's new on the homestead is moving the birds to all go in one spot. And then all we will have is the brooding shed, our little nursery, and the spot where all of our birds are. So that just means that your top thing on what's new on the homestead, the thing that is taking the brain space for you here on our property is building this fence. For real. And that it does lead to our topic today of buying a tractor. Yep. Because hiring out a company to build a fence is, it's super expensive. I mean, it is just, I mean, the, the quotes that we've gotten is very labor intensive. We, we're we're going to try to get some more quotes just mm-hmm. to see, but... It does seem... Yeah, the materials aren't what's setting us back. It's the it's the labor, which for sure. we appreciate. And we may still, if we find the right price, hire it out just for the sake of us being able to do what only we can do and then outsource what someone else is really good at already where they won't have the extra time it takes. Because that's, that's the real jam on a homestead is you're doing everything for the first time. So you're figuring out all of the hiccups and hurdles right there in real time. And that's what makes a project take well, cause twice the, as long. The one quote that we got, and I would say this is a very high It was company. real high. So, but, but it was to create what we need. It was about I think it was like three thousand dollars, three twenty five hundred or three thousand dollars of labor, right? And then you had the materials right. on top of that. We could easily take that and put it into the tractor. Right. That'll that'll go towards the the topic, mm-hmm. but that's so that's what I mean. So that's where we go is and, where do we put the money in order to make the biggest bang out of our buck, and it probably won't be fencing. So yeah. Building the summer home is the biggest thing for me. I know we're also really eager to get these pigs into the woods and cut down on our feed bill for sure. That's super motivating. So I guess maybe they're neck and neck, but maybe we have different ones for each of us. You've got the pigs. I've got the chickens, um, mostly because I've got this kid who's like, Mom, I don't like taking care of all the animals every day anymore because I'm tired of running back and forth with all the things. You got you got to say you got to clarify that cuz now it just sounds like we're child abusing la- our yes, children. Yes, yes, you got to you got to really if you say that you have to you got to build that out. Well, I think Ollie took on the job of feeding the animals cuz it's his favorite thing. He loves. It's his favorite yes. thing is to take care of them. So that's what I'm saying is it's such a red flag for me of we need to pay attention to this because this kid who loves to do this is not loving that. That Part of that is just maturity, growing in maturity. But I also get it. Like It's not a very efficient system. Well, and we have to have efficiency on the homestead. We, we wanted it. Our kids wanted money. Yep. And so they wanted more responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up giving them the opportunity to earn money mm-hmm. here on our property. Uh, you know, Everett and Ella have different... Ella has the rabbits... 
Everett takes care of inside the house mm-hmm. and the trash and stuff. His it's that's more of his thing. Yeah. And Ollie is like, no, I want to do this. I want to take care of the animals. I would do this even if you didn't pay me. It's true. But as we added all of these different birds and they're separated and mm-hmm. now span like they're all over the place. He doesn't want less chores. Right. And he really doesn't want more money. Because I've talked about mm-hmm. like, you know, giving him more money. He's like, no, dad, I just want this to be easier. And fun. Be- yeah. Where he so- gets to the part that he likes, which is being with the animals. And right now he's just kind of, you know, running the the road yeah. ragged, going back and forth between feeders and all those things. Not a problem that we have to like solve, but it highlights a problem that needs addressing, right? Like we don't need less work for Ollie. We need a more efficient for sure. way for him to care for these animals. And the truth is we're going to need some predator control as we have all of these animals out. It is not easy to control predators when they're spaced everywhere. So that means having the summer home, mm-hmm. but it would really just be the forever home for chickens. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's it, it, the summer a home new is system. good, but it would be having probably that's like, Maybe an acre, mm-hmm. uh, fenced off in the front of our property. I think it's like half an acre, but yeah. Okay. Um, so, and they would have that entire space mm-hmm. to where you know chickens get free reign. We might paddock it off a little bit if we wanted to rotate it. So, so that's your main thing. Let's talk about what's growing in our garden. All right, babe, take it over. The garden is popping and, off. And you just, we're, we're launching today as we're yep. recording this, so not whenever you're listening to this, but it will be live, the garden tour. Yep. The first garden tour where we actually feel like we have something to show. Yeah, so on YouTube, one of the newer videos is gonna be me in the garden, and my favorite thing behind the scenes about that video is the flashback, because I am wired that way i am wired to see where we are and look at where we've been and then celebrate the bigness of change that just happened in small steps and when you're stepping small it's hard to recognize so my favorite part of that garden tour is not just seeing what's growing because productivity is great but looking at what was there beforehand there was no fence there was no protection we were losing tons and tons of food because everything that you know walked through these seven acres had a snack so this has been an exciting garden tour to walk through and see what's doing well what did we fail on um but my my favorite thing that we've done so far in the garden is these french green beans that were ready And we put them together for an actual meal. And I just remember gardening the very first time in Katy, Texas, where it felt like we had a bunch of sides, you know, or like snacks. I didn't really know what to do with a zucchini. Like, what do we turn this into? We can turn this into bread. We can turn this into zucchini fries. We can turn this into yummy parts of an omelet. Like there's so much that we could do. And I was just really new even to like, cooking a whole chicken at that point. So there was a lot that I think has grown in the last few years and walking into the garden for that tour felt like we were coming from a place of knowing what we were doing. Uh, Not all of it because you'll see some really funny things that I was just clueless on. 
But knowing like, hey, if we put things in the ground and we give it water and we make sure it's not getting too much sun here, because that's, you know, our big issue right here in Central Texas is too much sun, then we're going to grow some things and we're going to get to eat those things we grow. So what's popping off in the garden right now is everything. Everything is growing. We really haven't had losses yet to pests, but we do need to get after a few of them. And I think my favorite, favorite thing in the garden right now is our first year strawberries, which doesn't mean we're actually eating them. It's just fascinating to watch strawberries grow. So they're about to, there's there's one, so in the video you show how the the octopus like you know <laughs> the octopus of the garden yes. yes it the what are those called just the the legs the I don't tendrils know. tendrils so they yeah they so tendril there's, out there's one going outside the garden yes it's trying to root in the old <laughs> uh cedar uh yes. cut off yes like because that's starting to break down it's like it's trying to get in there and find soil in that nature there's is a, remarkable i remember leaving katie And we took down this pergola that was in our backyard. And in the top of it, where the wood had begun to rot, there were entire plants growing. And I was, yeah, I was just astounded. Nature's remarkable, totally resilient, finds a way, covers herself. She's modest. All the ladylike things about nature is just mind-boggling when you give it room to do its thing. And that is what is amazing about the garden. I was reading Jess from Roots and Refuge, her gardening book, and it's just unlike any book. I think there are some amazing book shares that we should do in the future. And the best thing about it is the relationship with the garden. And this should be a whole nother podcast, but the thing that I've been hanging on all week is she says, The really successful gardener, the person who produces food and uses the food and enjoys it, is the one who falls in love with their garden. I never would be like, I love my garden before this year where we've really been intentional to honor the seasons and think about what's growing and how it's growing and what it's growing next to and how we create this diverse ecosystem within our little garden and it's remarkable to watch it just take on its own life it's crazy because we're just not in control of it all i'm very proud of you thank you very much it's gonna get you a makeout session for sure all right so let's get down to this Let's get down to the big T word, the mamma jamma, the largest thing we have spent money on on our property aside from a septic tank. This. No, it's not. Aside from that. There is nothing. I'm telling you. There's nothing. There is. You keep on saying it's one of the largest. It's one of the the largest of our homestead. No, we bought land. (laughs) We bought houses. That's it. This is the, we have not purchased anything. Our cars, we've never purchased a car this expensive. That's true. This would be the most expensive vehicle that is not road approved (laughs) that we have ever bought. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's the the septic was only like $8,000. Yeah, so tractors are a big deal, not just because of money, but because it's like, 
deciding if you want seat warmers on your car. There's a whole lot that goes into this. So let's talk about what makes you want a tractor. Like why is now important? It's been two years. Why is now important for a tractor to you and what you're leaning towards when you make this decision? Because you've got some got some good looking girls you, you've got on your mind here. What we need with this. And, and I'm not saying that we even need, like, you and I. Yeah, that's have the question. This. Do we even need a tractor? And I think every time we've tried to get around it, the answer has been, oh, yes. Well, let's just say it's, we're talking anywhere between, and th- these are new prices. So I, I haven't been able to really find good leads for the tractors that I'm looking at used. used. If I can find exactly what I'm wanting used and save some depreciation, I'd love to do that. Just haven't found that yet. But we're talking about $17,000 up to $24,000. Good. I feel like that's where you insert like a ridiculous sound bite. (laughs) Oh my. Like, so this is why I'm even thinking of this is because it first started off with the fencing. Right. So the fencing is going to cost a lot of money to outsource. And how I am thinking this through, I'm always the person who thinks function stacking. If I spend $2,000, and maybe me talking this out loud might change my mind, but if I spend $2,000 or more, $2,500 or $3,000, I don't know, two to $3,000 of just labor to build this summer home for our birds, this, but it really is just going to be like a, a permanent spot for our birds. That is money. Yes, that I don't have to do the work. I don't have to do the labor, but it is just spending it and then it's done. Yes, we can do everything that we want and we can function stack the space. And it'll, it'll, I would say, yes, it's going to be better having a professional do it than what I'm going to be able to do it by hand. But what if we took that money and invested that into a ultra function stacking the ultimate function stacking machine that we can do so many things because we have a lot other fencing on our property that needs to be repaired that needs to be fixed before you have this dairy cow we have i mean so so okay so being able to use it for fencing so we would need to buy a post hole digger for it so we can dig the post holes. Then we are having all the copperheads. So like we, we, we need we need to mow. We need basic mowing. I think we're not gonna be able to do a lot of basic mowing around this tight space around our house. So we're still gonna have to have some sort of small mower mm-hmm. to be able to take care of that, weed eater, things like that. But we're getting the lawnmower fixed. The our little rotting lawnmower broke the deck cracks, so we're going to get that fixed. It's like $400. But so that'll take care of that. And the good thing is we're going to have that back, so it'll take off some of this high grass pressure of us needing to, to make this decision right now. So that's good. We're going to have that done. But it this mower's we, we I broke this mower because I tried to push it to the exactly. limits and tried to clear land with it a little bit. Like I tried to take down some of the woody weeds, and it cannot handle it. So I'm having to, we're going to be very... We're not going to be going to the back pasture as much um, with this mower now. We'll clear some paths, but that's about it. 
A tractor, of course, will do brush hogging, shredding, all of that. It also is gonna have a front loader on it. So that means that the 11 dump trucks of these wood chips, we're gonna be able to use. It's true. Because right now, we're just waiting for it to break down to turn into dirt to be able to use it. And it it's not the fullness of what these wood chips are of using it for mulch. Because right now, we can use it for mulch. We, we need to be able to use this. I love how you were like, using words that sounded like transformer words like this is the ultimate optimus primal machinery we could have yeah that's for sure how it feels and i'm a little bit sort of like holding my breath because i don't want to think this will change all of our problems i don't like living for the well when we get this thing our lives are going to be so much better and i'm not saying that's necessarily true but i this see this is looking behind the curtain i see I. the merit of getting like just the dump trucks of wood chips and y'all we have literal dump trucks full come to our house regularly and drop wood chips i can't even even me i cannot deny the value of that and, and the desire to just take it while we got it because there will be a time when they're not dumping wood chips here. And the truth is those wood chips are like free land stewardship gold. This is how we can help our property with all of our runoff, all of our spots that are, you know, cracking in the summer, just desperately looking like, I don't know, a horror movie. You could stick a a three foot pole down into these cracks in the summer and you just see how badly this land needs topsoil and restoration. So Um, I see the value in it and almost think like, gosh, is it really, I don't feel like, oh no, does it cost $20,000 for us to buy something to move this? I see that translation into the labor just to move those things where they need to be because wheelbarrowing it is not going to work. And while I did have a crush on a really cool mule, this is a lot better. This you, is a lot better. We need this. I know you want the mule. The mules are going to be like an $8,000 no, purchase. No, it's just like a fancy cool thing to have. It is not an efficient tool for but, what uh, we need to do. Well, but it'll just end up doing what our neighbors are doing to the the new property next door. Is yeah. It's just going to, I mean, yeah. all it'll do is just a road path. It's just going to run down paths. Exactly. Yeah. And, and what we really knew when we bought this place was, this needs some care and some really intentional work to the earth. So how about this? How long did it take you to do your little wood chip path to the garden? 20 minutes. That did not take you 20 minutes. Bless your little heart. It sure did. No. Baby, the wood chip pile was there. And then I took it over. I only took two dumps, but that's all I took. And that's the okay. thing is like the little garden path is maybe 10 feet long. It's three feet, four feet wide. And the wood chip pile was right next to it. So filling up a, a wheelbarrow and putting it on there took two wheelbarrow loads right next to the wood chip pile. But where we want these wood chips to be at work is a football field's length down the way. And to go back and forth with one wheelbarrow is just an exercise in futility. So if we can find a great tractor 
to put to work. This is where I like, I don't see that much belief in my mind about the fencing, but the wood chips make sense to me. And the idea of some of these future projects that we have that are in the back part of our property really does need a powerful machine. Well, I would say this. If we buy a tractor, we're not going to outsource the fence. If we outsource the fence, we're not going to buy a tractor. Well, let's look at the let's look at those things that we would do, which you said. So like we want to mow the brush, we want to pound these fence posts, right? Like we need we need extra power for those things. We'll clear the brush, not just I mean it's like Yeah. Mowing. No, I yeah. agree with you like because between mowing and and well, like shredding and but, also, just think about our property. There is no mower that is going to work. We've tried three different methods now. A riding lawnmower. We've had that push sort of like weed stringer or string weeder. And then we've used a weed eater, which again, exercise and futility when you have seven acres. It's just not optimal. It's not efficient. And for us to grow and do more of what we know we're meant to do here, we have to have efficient systems in place. And it doesn't mean that it doesn't take work. We're not trying to automate and get our hands off of things. We're trying to put our hands on new things. And that can only happen when we've taken care of these basic projects. And and moving the wood chips is just one small part of it. But um, those wood chips have been such a like exciting free provision that I can't overlook the benefit of moving that with a tractor. So I think a tractor just very simply makes things a lot easier. And that's what I would say why now is important because we've really spent the first two years of living here after moving from Katy. Like that was straight up suburbs to raw land. There was nothing here. So that really took establishing of those basic things, a house, um, thank God for the studio and the garden and the places where we will put the animals, but to go next level create some more established pastures, um, more established paddocks so that we can rotate animals. We need these systems to be more efficient so that we can do the next thing. And that's why I think I could be sold on a tractor, even though the price makes you want to gulp. And there's there's even more like grading the land. Like so yeah. we would be able no, to grade not, yeah. our um our road uh, and, and keep that in good shape. Our septic tank needs, you know, our septic field needs a lot of Leveling. work. Now, you could say that, hey, the work you have, why don't you just rent the equipment? Which sure. is, it's a it's a fair argument. argument. But for me, the function stacking part of it is, well, yes, I can just rent the, the equipment, but mm-hmm. I can't make videos on buying a tractor, right. which I'm not trying to say that that's the only reason why I want to be able to do this, but it is a part of it. How valuable would those videos be to us right now? That's I, that's what it really is. Is I'm watching all of, that's exactly. what my YouTube feed, my YouTube feed trans, transferred from Bitcoin stuff about <laughs> all about tractors now. Right. So there's, there's no... Um, oversaturation of content and one of the things we always want to do on this podcast is be really transparent with how we create income because that's the number one thing maybe tied with another but the two things that people ask us are how do you make money like how do you get to do this life because you don't seem like you have a job we definitely have jobs and then the second is how much did your house cost because people want to know, is it even feasible to have an idea or a dream to move out to property 
there is more to come in the cost. I think community is amazing. Having neighbors who've lent us some things in the past, that's amazing to have people who like come and help us with different projects, especially using their tools. But right now we're in the position where even that has met its ceiling. And to do some of those things, you know, when we moved out here, when we first found the property, we couldn't even drive. We didn't even have a road to drive in. We would park on the side and then we'd walk in with all our tools, like our weed eater and our chainsaw and just get to work by hand. Slowly but surely we got a road and then we could use the weed eater. We could use all kinds of trimmers and then the lawnmower. And now we've hit that ceiling. So this is the next progression. Making things easier so that we can do more of what we want to do here is just exciting. Sometimes I feel on the podcast like it's a Saturday Night Live skit and we're like, oh, tell me about your recipe for meatballs. But the excitement about big decisions and creating something new is just like it's electric. That's really what we have to look at because we've hit the cap. It's it's just honestly at this season in spring, it's not even safe for us to let our kids go in the back pasture right now because they can't see the snakes. So this allows us to use the fullness of our property. And I think that finding the right one is probably where we go next in the conversation. And you have a couple that you've had in mind and and reasons why. So there's pros and cons to both. And this isn't prescriptive. We're not like saying, hey, everyone should buy this. This is the best one that I've found. We are saying there's two that we've looked at and here's why it will work best for our property. And then every day, I'm serious, every day, probably twice a day, if not more, you come and you're like, I think we're going to go with this one. Hey, I have an idea about why this other one might be better. And just throughout the day, this is constantly on your mind. And I think actually making the purchase is going to also free up mind space for this too. Well, for sure. I mean, it's the same thing as whenever we had to buy the, the Honda Pilot. (laughs) is we hit the moment to where eventually I was Mm -hmm. wasting productive hours trying to find this, to Mm -hmm. where I'm like, I don't need to find the best deal. I just need to get a fair deal and get it done. Mm -hmm. So the ones that I'm thinking of, honestly, if if you're a tractor person, I, I respect all of your opinions of every brand that you're a fan of. I'm looking at a Kubota and... It's probably because I think they look the coolest. And so what that means is that I think that they have probably the best resale value. And that's the reason why. I'm looking at the one that probably will hold the value the most. Now you can mm-hmm. you can message us message us on um, you know Instagram. Instagram or send us an email and say like, hey, I disagree and tell me because I'm we haven't made the decision yet. So the ones that I'm looking at of Kubota, I have also looked at Mahindra, but I, I the, the Mahindra doesn't have as good of financing, and so that's what I'm trying to figure out. So Kubota offers 0% financing for either 60, 72, or 84 months, like or even less than that. So there's there's this part of it, and I don't want to borrow money. I'm just mm-hmm. trying to figure this out because everything's happening in our world right now and this is something that I, I, it, I'm I leaning towards the financing part. I would use this term. I would use the term leveraging debt. Now, do not leverage debt if you already in debt because you already in debt. But 
there are reasons we haven't completely paid off our property yet because we're not quite sure what the the, the economy is going to do in the future. And one of the things that we know is that that the dollar is not unstable, but it is a bit unclear about what the next 10 years are going to do with this flood of printed money. So we really aren't quite clear on that. And one thing that we do know we can do is hard assets with a resale value are always going to be assets. So looking right now, my primary like motivation of why now is important was I don't know what the dollar is going to look like in two years when we might decide, hey, let's buy this. Because while we have money in the bank now, what if it's not worth as much in the future? For sure. But this hard asset really would be worth that in the future. So two things that we know is that resale value of tractors and resale value of RV campers are pretty established. Like they don't drop value the way your used or new car does. Yeah, yeah. And that's, so the, the ones, now I will say that I, I've seen some that are a little bit lower, but then the ones that i found that are a little bit lower used, they don't have everything that I'm, I'm looking at. They don't have this higher end right. transmission. It's like riding a man, driving a manual car versus a, a, a stick shift. So, and everybody's telling me if you Manual you're, is stick shift. Uh, an auto transmission versus a stick sorry the ones that i'm looking at is the the teeny tiny it's it's either it, it goes in between uh these two categories it's called subcompact tractor compact that sounds tractor like a terrible idea subcompact so it it is a compact tractor you and then you have like utility and then something else that i'm not even going to look at i mean like the giant ones that you see on in the movies like the that is fully air conditioned I like and heated. Like in the movies, I'm like, oh, or down the street. It, yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. So th- these are things that I'm not even looking at. I'm right. only looking at compact tractors, which they say is anywhere between five to 15 acres. Mm-hmm. And then the subcompact tractor, which is one to five acres. Mm-hmm. Now, I do believe that, w- yes, we have seven and a half acres, but there's at least two acres of the forest that right. are, we're never going to touch. Mm-hmm. So it, it does get us closer to that five acre usage. The thing that I'm, so the, 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 the subcompact Kubota is called the BX series. And the other one, the compact one is called the L series. I'm not a gearhead on tractors, so I definitely don't want to bore people who are not. But if you are a gearhead and you know all about tractors, then, then you understand the language that I'm saying. Basically, the BX series of Kubota is the right price that I would feel comfortable pulling the trigger on. But it really, really is right on that line of a glorified riding lawnmower. It can do some cool things. It can pick up about 400 pounds with the front loader. That's uh, that's just not on the verge of like enough. It's already a ceiling. That's what I don't like about it is when we make purchases, right? We've been making a lot of business purchases for a long time. Like together we have made purchases for business for 15 years. And 
that's, we have very different decision processes. And I'm usually the, I don't think we need this. And as soon as I think we need this, I'm always going to go for the high end. Because I wait, 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 and you're you're baking on ideas the whole time I'm saying no. And then as soon as I say yes, you're like, all right, let me let me war between these two ideas. Whether it was a car or it was us even deciding banks, like I'm like, we don't need to switch banks. And you'll have all these reasons why. When it comes to this tractor, I'm like, if we get that BX series, we are already capping ourselves out on what we're able to do here. Because if we're super honest here, and you know, for those of you with sensitive ears about processing animals, that is already the hanging weight of a pig. So so that tractor limits us. While we haven't done it yet, future plans would be helping to process some of our animals on our property. And one of the things that makes processing a pig easier is a tractor lifting and hanging and processing that way. And I'm just like, I don't love the idea of already being maxed out. So I love looking at the next level because we're creating much more margin for what we would ever want to do, right? The smaller this large machine is, although cheaper in price, doesn't necessarily get us the job done. The larger tractor, the L series one, it has what's called a, a higher ground clearance. Yes. So the the BX tire off the ground. It, I mean, it really that's one of the reasons why we've messed up the riding lawnmower mm-hmm. is because we have all of these roots and stumps. That we and don't really have rocks. And, yeah, it just yeah. there's things are not perfect on this land. I mean, it it's is not flat pasture. It is really it's it's not you know the best we, way to say yeah. It. So. This BX is really for that. It is for mowing. You got. I mean, it's 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 for the the two acres around a farmhouse of a one hundred acre farm that yeah, that is fair. that is you know fifty years old. So like your your grandparents, great grandparents farm that is handed down to you mm-hmm. that has had all of the years to build up that lawn type soil Mm -hmm. and you just want this little tiny tractor to be able to work around the house but then you also have a big tractor to do the the big heavy lifting work yeah so this would be a tractor that you would look at for terrain like ours which is sandy soil and underneath it is deep thick compacted clay which even when you do work on your property, like you're describing our septic field, we didn't ever have it smoothed out, which we should have. But now the labor to go in and level out these huge, mm-hmm. um, almost like hills and valleys, it is just, it. they're mounds everywhere. That would be good for this kind of property or maybe a more like desert property where you're going to have a lot of rocks. You're going to have, you know, areas where you do want to go around brush, but it's going to be, a little more off. You mean this is that, a little the more BX, off road. The BX does not right. Work. No, you yeah. have to go for the larger one because the the ground clearance matters. And I don't think we would have paid attention to that if our friend hadn't said, "Hey, take a look at this larger, this larger machine," because the BX is only it's three inches, right? Three inch clearance. Well, so it's about, and they they measure it weird because mm-hmm. it's manufactured. It's it's only three inches because the BX. 
if it had a straight axle, it mm-hmm. would be fine. Yeah. But these axles drop mm-hmm. down. So if you caught something that was stick, and we we have now done the forestry mulcher, right? So there's a lot of these little stumps, I mean, like like it's not really stumps, but there's these, these thick like four inch tree things that come up that's like a Those stump are stumps that that can catch that right. and and so i'm not worried so much about it ruining it right away but it it just opens up it's just not the right machine it, it really it's like yeah. coming to a gunfight with a knife so that means we go to a step up which for a kubota it's the l series and just things get more expensive it is going to be a at least it's going to be five thousand dollars more it's just that's a big one i mean that's about what we were thinking about what's in my mind about doing the down payment so the down payment of it is the difference of the price but i do believe that it is if we were to buy a tractor Mm -hmm. the compact tractor series like category is the right one for our property and i do believe that it would have a better resale just because it opens up more possibilities for, you know, anybody that would want it. Yeah, we can't make financial decisions for every listener on here, but very transparently, we have the cash to pay for either of these machines. But the truth is, because we're talking about how we're we're very aware of the economic situation in our country, we can also see the benefit of leveraging this debt. So we would certainly not, I refuse, like we've had this conversation, you and I, I refuse to pay anything off for 84 months. I think that's absolutely outrageous. Anyone who is on this, please know, like we are proponents of being debt-free. We do not do debt. We haven't been in debt for years. And when we have taken on debt for building our property or um, or our car. This was very calculated debt. So seven that, years. So that we were leveraging our finances toward our, our end goal of debt freedom. We will be debt free in our 30s. Like before Bo turns 40, we will not have a house payment. So the idea is what what's wise for your family is gonna look different from, from family to family. I I would not, ever be like, hey, yeah, you should take on a seven-year loan because you don't have to pay any interest on that. That is still being slave to the lender. In this case, we've looked at, okay, you know, if if the worst thing happens and, you know, we were to have to sell this, well, then we could sell this right side up. But also, if we had to pay this off, we would have the money to do that. So, we're giving ourselves space in that. And not that we have to justify that to anybody. I'm sure people will like tag us or whatever on this, but we're not trying to be prescriptive. We're just talking about the options because a lot of you want to know how to get from the suburbs to the homestead. And this path really depends on what you're looking to create. And when we found seven acres, we saw it, we walked it, and we knew our job was to steward this land well. So this was a way for us to next level up, steward this land well with future food forests and being able to get our water toward the back of our property to do all the things we were meant to do. That is why a tractor is the next step for us. And looking at it in this way gives us the opportunity to do that. And I don't love financing. I don't think anyone does, but 
as you master your money and it doesn't master you, you can tell it what to do and you can make the calculated risks in whatever area, but nothing is risk-free. So how many months feels good to you? Oh, nothing over two years. Longer than two years feels like suffocating, like drowning, which is why we talked about how can we get the down payment larger so that our monthly payment is smaller and we don't have to do this for two months because right on paper, that monthly payment of over $300 is just offensive. Sure. So, I mean, because that's the question is we wanted this opportunity to Mm -hmm. say mentally that we are 100% debt-free in our 30s. That's less than a year away. Right. We would throw this out. We couldn't do it. Unless we got debt-free and then next year we did it, which is, <laughs> which doesn't is make inauthentic. Sense. Which doesn't make sense. Yeah, that doesn't work. I don't know. I think that's a good thing to weigh out. I really look at this as like the car debt that we took on doesn't feel like car debt. The, but you it know, is. On paper, no one would ever take on debt with interest because it doesn't makes sense in the end. You're spending more money for something you wanted now that you couldn't pay for. When we look at this, if you turn 40 and we have money in the bank to pay off this thing because we have it right now, like we could buy these flat out right now without airing too much of our business to these people who are going to then, you know, go look up how much it costs and check our bank account by their own brains. We could pay, we could buy this outright. We're leveraging this debt. And I do believe that there's no, like we're just not gonna get down low in our bank account by making irresponsible purchases. Whenever we have massive purchases to make, we adjust our lifestyle. That's just always been how it is. Even when we had a massive purchase of like, oh, I need to pay a midwife to have a baby. Like these things have always been an adjustment in our lifestyle and we're willing to be flexible for the things that we want. That's the cost of living anywhere to live debt-free. You be in the suburbs of the city, you can be in another country, but if you want to live debt-free, you need to spend less than you make. And if you don't make enough for the things you want to do, find something that makes you more money, period. Okay, because I do see car 100% debt. I do see the countertops because that we of did, the interest. 100% debt. But the no interest part of it, I feel like it's slightly different. That's the wrestling that mm-hmm. I am doing mentally of. And you wonder whether you're we, justifying it. Well, I'm, I'm justifying it in so many ways. Like I, this is a business purchase. It is. I'm going to, we're going to write this off. Yes. I talked to our accountant yesterday yeah. to say, hey, I'm looking at this. It, it'll help our business. It'll help us create in farm income, which they did actually give us a schedule F for our taxes so that was kind of cool like we didn't even know we're like okay so that's kind of neat that they ended up doing that it's official not an (laughs) F-U a farm so so we would be able to write this off on a lot of different ways I think maybe pause for a sec tell us about function stacking with this machine because again number one question is how do you guys make money here Hit this idea of function stacking because I think the principle here is something you've applied really well to our lives, but it's a question. I have talked to three people in the last two weeks that said, what is function stacking? 
Okay, so... Like, the concept they'd never even considered. Actually, so uh, a, a plug for uh, the Casual Palaver podcast. Oh, yes, yes. So our, our friend Cody Kaufman, we just... Uh, I was on his podcast. You were just on the... the his wife's the, podcast, The Homegrown Hens, which is fantastic. Those We should have a whole section, but we would recommend The Casual Palaver with Cody Kaufman and The Homegrown Hen podcast with four fantastic homesteading, homeschooling mamas who just have a heart to share what's good and beautiful. So exactly. Go check those out. So Cody and I were talking about function stacking. He asked me the same thing. And for us, there's most people, they don't, they don't, they make a decision and they just focus on one thing. We try to make a decision and we list out on paper with pen and really go through how many different ways can this improve our life in terms of making our life easier in terms of joy and then also monetary how it does it create an income does it help us create an income does it help us save money so in terms of the function stacking element of this tractor purchase i would probably say getting goats would be better in terms of that, like for some of us, I know, I know, I know, I don't really, <laughs> I'm know. not a goat fan yet. I know we're not. And, and I would agree with that. I don't think either if you don't have animals doing the work, you got to do it. Right. And so that's where the tractor comes from. So there's so many people in the world. They, they say I cannot do something. And I do not let that enter my I don't mind. I think you ever say that. I can't. Just, I think you I, just question, how can we do that? And that's what I do. So, and sometimes the answer is we cannot. Yeah. So if we you're watching not, the video. Okay. So here is how we function stack with a tractor it it depends on how many things can this improve this our one life. decision it, exactly make. so so in this i wrote a list of how can we afford a tractor I love your which list. is is basically if you're watching on the video this is it we could do it's a, a temporary rental mm-hmm. that's one thing is like we buy it and basically we look at that payment not as debt but as a long-term lease to where we're ready to sell it right. at any given moment that we're done with the work or we just need that capital back. Yeah, out it's like of, a, how do we mentally approach that purchase? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, if we can't sell it, then it's it's still that. So it's, it's a different type of thing, but it's, it's one of those. We can buy a cheaper tractor. We can make videos about tractors. Absolutely. I, can, I cannot monetize our YouTube channel about tractor videos without owning a tractor. Right. Like I can get one thing video about talking about it, but then everybody's going to get bored and start saying like, we're, you know, buy it already. Exactly. We can make videos of the work on the land with a tractor. So there's, there's, there's tractor videos that are specific about talking about tractors. Then there's work that we're doing with the tractor. Mm -hmm. And I can't do that without the tractor. We can process pigs at home, yes. meaning that we can lift a pig with the front end loader. Yes, you can do it on a tree with a, with a, a, a winch. Having the mobility of doing this with a tractor, it's moving the pig. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the thing. Otherwise, you're going to have to drag a pig everywhere. So that's a lot of weight, and it's dead weight. So having that for processing animals here on the farm, that's a big deal. We possibly could get a tractor sponsor dealer, a, a, a tractor dealer sponsorship uh, someday. And it's possible we could do that before or after. I'm not sure, but that that's just a possibility to do. I think the happiness from the land being in better shape 
that is one thing. So that's yeah. the joy that I'm talking about. That is function stacking. You're going to have this place landscaped mm-hmm. how you want it. The the road that you want cleared. Yeah. All of those woody weeds that are just come becoming like thicker trees. Eventually, it's going to take a lot more time and effort to do that. So increase value of the land. That's something that we can do a lot of work. We can increase the value of this property faster with a tractor. The decreased risk of Bo, myself, Mm -hmm. getting injured over the years of doing all this heavy labor. Labor. I, I know that you said yesterday that that you're that the tractor is going to make me fat. <laughs> yeah. Can you guys see that? Can you see Bo ever getting fat? It would it would help my back for sure. I think it would so help too. my neck and, yeah. and everything. Saved money from building the chicken summer fence. So being mm-hmm. able to offset that cost, transfer it from hiring the labor into the tractor. We we would have some extra purchases that we would need to have, but. Those purchases could be resold after we do the work. But going back to that stack of we can make videos on this. Correct. And we can promote that on YouTube. I think that's huge. We want Better Together Life to be something that is empowering, that is transparent, that people can look at and feel like there's just no pretense or hidden smoke and mirrors. Like, let's just talk about it because these are the same kind of conversations we wish we could hear in our decision making, the more honest people are about how hard or challenging or the hurdles or like even secret tips, you know, when we talk about how we got our rain tanks, I get tons of messages when people are like, hey, I saw your video on the rain tank. How did you get that government subsidy? how did you get that to happen where you had such a low cost on your rain tank and you harvest so much water every year? Those are things that, man, the nuggets and what we can give back to this community of listeners and audience that have given so much to us so that we can create high quality things, that makes a big difference for me because you can tell YouTubers or content creators who are in it so that they can get from you. But when it's a relationship between an audience and a content creator, then it there's like magic there. Then, you know, when you see each other at a Homesteaders of America conference, you're like, oh, I loved having that conversation with you in the DMs. This should be something that's accessible for people. There shouldn't be hidden, wondering things. And the truth is, we're just a suburban family who read an article about a one-acre farm and thought, how do we make that happen? And then just didn't quit. And even while we're here, there's more to be done. There's more to be learned we're not going to couch potato through life. So if you have any thoughts on tractors, please definitely send us a DM on Instagram, send us an email. Yeah, how do they find us there? Uh, on Instagram, we are Better Together Life. And then Kelly is at Better Together Wife. Our email is just the same, Better Together Life at gmail.com. Those are the best places to be able to find us. Please let me know any kind of tractor talk that you know of because we need the help. So you can find us at Better Together Life on Instagram or I'm Kelly at Better Together Wife on Instagram. You can also email us at bettertogetherlife at gmail.com and we'll see you on the next podcast.